Hey everyone, Bruce, Mike, and I sit down today to discuss making your bed, dressing like Taylor Swift's boyfriend, and how personal excellence really is the ultimate rebellion. Please enjoy episode seven of the Ministry of Freedom show. Morning. <laughs> so it's my birthday. Happy Woo! birthday! So happy birthday to Jimmy. To... <laughs> <laughs> did we actually just both stop when he? Wow! I was actually thankful that. that he did very much. <laughs> that made my whole birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. You know how you've been talking about Pantera. <laughs> I'm sitting in the truck in front of your place. He comes up the thing. Pantera Walk comes on the XM radio. Dun, 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 dun. So I pulled up and he says, do you really have that kind of I sat pole? in the truck to show him, this is live. Did you just really bring it's Pantera? Not, you know, I like that you think I do. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. So episode seven is where we're at. And I was checking things out and maybe I don't understand what it should be or anything. But through six shows, I'm actually kind of happy and impressed. I mean... We've got more than five people checking us out, yeah. right? Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Could be the Collins bump. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. We will How much longer take are you going to be around? I don't know. How long are you going to be? Well, let's move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to say uh, thank you and please continue to share, like, and subscribe. So let's break down what share means. Because sometimes share can mean, hey, I shared with my mom that maybe she should think about checking out your show. Share in this context, though, means like going to the actual video or the audio version and hitting the little arrow or the three dots where it says share the show. Go to your contacts. If there's any value here, go to your contacts. <laughs> Find one person that could benefit from what you hear on that show. And it probably is going to be somebody different for each episode. But somebody in your contacts can benefit from something that gets said by one of the three of us on any given Tuesday. Right on. Right? Yeah, so please do that. And I think that stuff helps. Uh, leave comments and questions on that episode's YouTube page. It seems like the YouTube page is the great place for the comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. And we can track them easier and figure out how to respond to them and develop a segment that's going to be kind of fun. Once we or force ourselves not to respond. Correct. Yes. Yes, because <laughs> I was very prone on like day one yes. to like, what's this? And so I, you know, I crack my knuckles. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so behind Pantera. the scene, peek behind Are the scenes here, <laughs> Bruce then reaches out to both Mike and I and says, guys, <laughs> that's not what we're that's doing way here. With oh, I thought that's what we were oh, supposed yeah. to do. Oh yeah. Well, your mom wears a tinfoil hat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to, oh yeah, you are. <laughs> but, so we deleted a couple responses. We had to delete so responses. We've been, so. we've been edited, edited a bit. Yeah. Um, so that's good. So please comment still. For and then sure. Bruce tells us that we'll be able to respond on the show one day. Exactly. So um, we look forward to that. Thoughts on this, Bruce. <laughs> I thought about maybe we can give some hashtags. Okay. Yeah. I love hashtags. Yeah. So I'm going to need some help with that. Okay. Um, oh. That maybe helps us engage in specific conversations. Like on this show, we're going to talk a little bit about excellence. Could a hashtag be any thoughts, Mike? Excellence. There you go. Oh, yeah. Look at us being creative. Yeah. Wow. So maybe hashtag excellence and maybe we could respond to that. Or since it's on that show, would we know that anyway? Are the hashtags redundant? Are they necessary? You tell me. I don't know enough about them. Okay. Yeah. So perhaps so, we could get some comments, but people explaining how to use hashtags. That would be great. To us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> boomer, here's what you do. Put a hashtag. Exactly. And then the word. Or send us an email at social <laughs> at ministryoffreedom.show. I love show. that people okay. call us boomers. Back to the comments. Yeah. I made that comment the first time I was here. What's is it a reference to our age? Absolutely. Yeah. But boomers are they actually think our we're folks. Baby boomers? Are, yes. That are 70? Right. <laughs> You said we look bad. All right. I mean, dang. I'm glad we got these new lights. All right. Let's see. Bruce hung these youth lights. <laughs> Comment. Are they working? Hashtag youth lights. That Mike guy is 75. What? Exactly. Hashtag not a chance. Yeah. Um, so I did uh, my next line here because I, I have a lot of things that I'm 
I wanted to to get to today. So a lot of it's actually written down, but I put Collins's back. Yep. Or should I say still here? Still here. <laughs> he's never he's just left. one of those. Mm-hmm. He's just, man, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we know how he felt back in the 90s. When we wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I get a text. What time are we meeting up tomorrow? And I was thinking to myself, this guy's still here? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to go back and edit what we're doing here? But no, like, we're, we're happy to have Mike. He's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Oh, so this is one of those episodes that I think that Folks are going to benefit maybe by writing a few things down. Sometimes when I listen to podcasts or watch podcasts, some of them, pen and paper is actually helpful. There might be some stuff to refer back to. Um, so I would encourage the audience to do that unless, of course, you're driving. Don't unless do it, you're super good at driving. Right. Can we say that? Yeah. You I could mean, pull that off. Right? You're a professional yeah, race yeah, car yeah. driver. Yeah, absolutely. Talk you could text. write. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do all that. Yeah. Or text, if right. you're born after 1990 and know how to use voice to text for your notes. Okay, so I'm going to offer up some practical advice today. Also, hopefully guide you to some great resources and some other shows and things that have helped me and impacted me. So I think it's probably time to get better. You guys ready? Love it. What is excellence to you? Many people equate excellence with success. They look at themselves in terms of their accomplishments and the things they've done to tell them how good they are. Excellence, however, has far more to do with your character than with your accomplishments. Coming from the Greek word erite, which means moral goodness or virtue, excellence is about the way you act, not the things you do. This means excellence must accompany your whole life. We live in excellence not to show how wonderful we are, but to proclaim the goodness of God. Pursuing excellence costs you something. You can't just desire to be excellent and expect it to happen. You must work for it. Laziness never, excuse me, laziness gets you nowhere. Now go and live in a way that reflects God's character. That, fellas, is an excerpt from Mission Possible. It's a one-year devotional by Tim Tebow. Familiar with Tim Tebow, Mike? I know Tim Tebow. What do you know about Tim Tebow? Well, he... He seemed to be good at football for a minute, and everybody really loved him, and then all of a sudden he was gone. But he did he did like to kneel on the field. Correct. So Christian football player, um, current broadcaster, author. How was it, though? Like, I don't pay attention to football, like, nonstop, but, like, one year it was, like, calling it a Tebow. He actually was – it was a verb for a little while of – Where he like, would kneel? Like, base, well, no, yeah. like, pulling it, though, like, pulling it, like, a game-winning – from come from behind drive. No, I think like, calling it a Tebow was him kneeling. Okay. I think you're Tebowing yeah. like in the end zone, you're on a knee and, and then people like to kind of mock that. He, he, he lived his faith. He was kind of a comeback expert for a minute. I don't believe minute. he was a comeback expert. No. Hmm. Yeah, I thought he was for a minute. I don't and then, think so. Then he was gone. I could be wrong. The one game where they beat the Steelers. Mm. The playoff game? Yeah. The Broncos game? Oh yeah, I like the Steelers. So that could be, that yeah. could be my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, that could be a problem. Remember when Joe Montana beat my Steelers and we were there? And I do. His elbow was the size of a grapefruit. Yes. And his only thing he wanted to do was just beat the Steelers and yep. take them out of the playoffs. Yep. And then he retired. So I remember it going. He just like it seems said, like okay, every that's... game we ended up at was the Steelers somehow. Yeah. Like they always played at Arrowhead, and we would always go and check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Thoughts on Tim Tebow? He played baseball. He did poorly. <laughs> so but professionally yeah, yeah i mean so, so i say poorly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm a freaking car salesman has been and yeah. i'm mocking him because well you know he didn't play professional baseball up to the standard of what's wrong with me sorry tim tebow <laughs> jordan or tebow is better at baseball i mean probably jordan oh yeah yeah I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I either. don't know enough about baseball. No, no one does. Yeah. Scripture reference. Ready for some Bible? Yes. Romans 12, 1 from the message. It reads, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So to me, as I read that, it's like in the mundane, in everything you do. It should be done with excellence. So if a bunch of people are watching you and you're on a 
you know, a big stage, you're under the spotlight, you should be doing things at a level of excellence. If you're at home and you're mopping your floor, you should be mopping your floor at a level of excellence. Um, so to me, it means how you do anything is how you do everything. Love that line. And there's a lot of people that think, hey, I'm going to be excellent on the on the big stuff and the little things they don't that that, that never doesn't work. So what's that old saying? Uh, practice how you'd play. Where did that come from? Because that's along the same thing. I would say it comes from sports. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but it's true, though, right? I mean, isn't it true? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is correct. Thank you, Mike. Uh, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. That is the line from Andy Frisella that he uses. You guys know Frisella? Yeah. We talk oh, about yeah. Frisella a little bit. Big I fan. Please, everyone needs to check out his podcast. It's called Real AF. AF. What do you think that stands for, Mike? Any idea? Um, no, no, well, sure. We're trying to be a Christian yeah, show. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> kind of put me on the spot. <laughs> Look at you refraining. I know. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of you. Yeah, I've known yeah, you to drop a few. Yeah. But it, he does get real AF, so you're going to hear the F a lot. Yes. Um, but it, it's a life changer. That podcast has been has been incredible for me, and Priscilla's content is amazing. Um, the reading from the from Tebow's book, the reading that we mentioned, talks about the Greek word for excellence, erite. So Priscilla and a dude named Ed Milet, familiar? You no. ever heard of Ed Milet? No. Um, pretty cool dude. So he's got um, the Ed Milet show. It's pretty easy to remember. It's M-Y-L-E-T-T. Ed Milet is, he's kind of a motivational speaker, self-help type of a guy. But I mean, that's that's really pigeonholing him into, into something that's minimalizing his impact. He's a he's a solid dude as well. Anyway, he and Andy Frisella, they have a group called Arate Syndicate. So I heard about this about a year and a half ago. Um, it's a... Uh, I'm blessed to be a part of it. It's a group of leaders and entrepreneurs from different walks of life. And it's a, it's a bunch of people who aspire to seek out and live up to their true potential. Yeah, there's Ed Milet, pretty cool cat. So check out eritasyndicate.com. It's pretty cool. There's, uh, there's more information about it. if it's something that you want to apply to be a part of, certainly do. It's, there's a Facebook group. There's a weekly Zoom call that's just life-changing. And there's different speakers. There's events throughout the year. They had David Goggins speak at uh, an event this year. They've That'd had Peyton fun. Manning speak. It's, so it's, oh. it's, it's pretty cool stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be part of that thing. Uh, to me, it's always been cool to be set apart a little bit from the masses. So even when I was leading a little different life back before I found Jesus, got sober and all those things you know, a couple decades ago, even when I was drinking and being that guy, I wanted to be set apart from the other drinkers and stuff. So I wanted to do it even more. I always <laughs> wanted to be right, every, just set apart. Yeah, I want to be excellent at being not excellent. Right. <laughs> Mission achieved. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Um, I was there with you. Yeah, you were there. So I figured to be set apart, you either must not do what the average people are doing or preferably and you must do things the average won't. So I used to strive to be a one percenter. We've heard that phrase before. So I got to thinking, what does that mean? And I think in any room with a hundred people in it, I wanted to be the top in every measurable metric. So what are the measurable metrics? I mean, I, I, wealth, I, I don't know. You trying to be the best looking dude in a room of a hundred people. I mean, it's no, <laughs> I failed at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might all likewise. <laughs> yeah. ah, you guys are beautiful. <laughs> what I discovered though, when that was such a big deal to me is it kept me in a comparison loop from which I really couldn't escape. And that's not really healthy. And that's not what excellence is looking at other people. What, what if everybody in that room, what if it's a hundred, it's 99 dolts in you? Yeah. You could be the one percenter in that room. Doesn't mean you're excellent. Right. Conversely, if it's a hundred super top achievers and you're just falling a little bit short of most of them, could still put you in a pretty good category. So the comparison loop I wanted to get out of. So instead, I, I decided I wanted my daily habits, my actions and decisions, the way I treat people, my level of kindness, faithfulness, and love 
to be at the 1% level in that regard. And I think that gets me to the optimized version of me. My mission then is to help others achieve that for the rooms they find themselves in. So the closer that I can get to that standard, I feel the more equipped I become to help others. Then the whole thing grows, feeds in itself. Everybody starts to get better and the watermark for the whole tribe goes up. So everybody that's absorbing our our product here, everybody that's tuning in and, and digging the content, if I'm focused on being that, and I can encourage them to be focused on being that, the watermark goes up. When that happens, everybody rises. So that's going to be, as we go about this, that's going to be one of the, the missions that we're trying to accomplish here. So in the crazy freaking world that we're in, I think too much stuff's vying for our attention. I had to thinking about, as I'm scrolling through wasting 20 minutes on Instagram, <laughs> I thought, man... Look at this vying for my attention. That, I mean, there's not a lot of excellence you're going to find there. What it starts out, though, I'm not a big social media person, but because of the show, I'm checking out more social media stuff. And I spend about two minutes doing that. Next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole of nonsense. I'm like, yep. man, I get here. I'm distracted. This isn't work. <clears throat> right. So there's too much stuff vying for that, that attention and focus. And we can't allow our focus to move away from our primary motivation. What must our primary motivation be? I think it needs to be the unrelenting pursuit of our true potential. This means we aren't in the mire of comparison. We're trying to be our best. We're solely working on the person in the mirror. And this happens with each decision throughout each hour of the day, every day, year after year with no let up. Now, that's where most people get lost in it. It just takes so much stick to itiveness and it's day after day after day, not just, well, three days here and I'm going to go screw off for five days. It's day after day. It's unrelenting. So I don't really know the let up part that I don't really have that kind of every morning's Monday at eight o'clock in the morning for me, you know, <laughs> that intensity of starting the week. I mean, that's kind of my every day. Um, yesterday I was, I don't even know why. So I'm up at 4.30 yesterday. No alarm. Obviously, that'd be sick. Set an alarm for 4.30. You just kind of wake up at 4.30. And I was laying there. I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going to get about my day. I think we talked about this on like one of the first shows. Yep. So I was laying there thinking, oh, dang. No, why am I mad at this? It's 4.30. I'm going to get up and, and start my stuff. Um, so when you can do that, when you don't let up, I think you'd start to turn the corner. And then you stop accepting less from yourself. For me, it's given me glimpses of what my highest self can look like. And when we start getting glimpses of stuff that's an improvement, it's kind of like fitness and, and things, isn't it? When you, you know, we've all kind of been in not good shape and then gotten in a little better shape at seasons. And you know, those seasons when you feel like you're getting more dialed in, not comparison wise, yeah. but just compared to who you used to be, maybe even a couple months ago, you might get that, that glance in the mirror and you're like, dang, right. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you need extra lean that morning or something. You're like, look at this. When you get that glimpse, doesn't it motivate you to kind of like, OK, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. Yep. And I might not have the donut or the third donut. No, right? I, might, yeah. I might have one donut. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can't imagine ever stopping at one donut. I have to have no donuts or all the donuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a. Well, it's a trait. <laughs> we can agree it's a trait, isn't it? If, if he's shooting for excellence, he either has zero. Yeah. He's the only person in the room say, doing zero. Or if he's going to have one, he's going to be the best. In seriousness, though, <laughs> being serious with you, yeah. that trait has, has gotten you where you're at. You're, you've got a pretty great life and you've achieved a ton and you're a super humble guy. And I always preface with that. But that attitude of I don't know how to do a little bit of something. Right. That's, it served you well. Now, it'll keep you stone sober or, or really drunk. Off, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or off yeah. the rails. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. right? Bruce, can we have you? I love keys? being sober. Yeah. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I dig it. We'll talk about that. I've, I'm working on some, I think, kind of sobriety is a thing. Talk about being set apart. I mean, I haven't had a drink in over 20 years. And well, that, not a lot of people. I can't say that. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> my life's better without it. I'm not one of those judging people. Do you drink? I, I it's fine. Yeah. Everybody's um, different. 
Yeah. But for me, I, I, yeah. I dig, I dig being present all the time. I like feeling all the stuff. Yeah. The good, the bad. I, I don't like being medicated. Right. I had it about a week ago. I had a few days where it's like, oh man, I feel that, that sinus stuff and the cold stuff. So I get all freaked out. I'm like, I hate being sick. So of course I'm thinking, you know, Dayquil, NyQuil, that's the stuff. And so I took some NyQuil and I haven't had that in a couple of years. When was the last time you pounded some NyQuil? Yeah. No, don't do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... Helps you sleep. Oh boy. <laughs> not, not seeing 4.30 that next morning. Right? <laughs> no. So some examples of the standard of uh, standards of excellence. So I, I was thinking about what are some things that I do that I, I guess I could share. And maybe some people are like, okay, that's irrelevant. Why are you sharing that? Or duh, everybody should do that. But I thought I'm going to just go through some of this stuff. Um, None of this stuff's earth shattering, but I think they'll keep you on the path. They'll at least get you started towards considering that maybe there's some day-to-day action, some of the mundane that the scripture talked about, you're eating and drinking your everyday life. That if we did it a little higher level, it might, it might help move us forward. So the first thing is, I wanted to start early in the day. So you got to make your bed every morning. Uh-huh. You make your bed every morning? So, I mean, I make my bed most mornings, but it depends on, I'm married, so. If my wife's still laying in, I try not to. I'll leave it on her then. If she's out of the bed, then I will make it. Okay. Or if she's out of town. So I think it sets the tone and standard for the day. And I came across a great book, and it's been out for several years. It's called Make Your Bed by a dude named Admiral Bill McRaven. You guys heard of this guy? No. So Bill McRaven, it's a little thin book. It's pretty cool. It's, a, it's an easy read. It's to the point. He's... Well, he's an admiral, so he's kind of known for that. But he gave a commencement speech years ago. I want to say 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. He gave a commencement speech at the University of Texas. Uh, William McRaven. I I called him Bill like we're buddies. (laughs) So his commencement speech is is really something to see. So you guys should check it out. His book's amazing. And he talks about it, it. It all starts with if we can start our day with that form of excellence, how it propels us to other cool stuff. So I think making your bed's important. Um, A productive day begins the night before. Well, what does that mean? I'm a huge advocate of, I try to prepare my morning before I go to bed. Part of the parentheses on your day. So I'll put out my clothes for the next day, that, that night before. It's a training day the next morning. I'll have my workout clothes laid out. They're kind of in the bathroom. I'm gonna get up and go get dressed. There's my workout clothes. I don't have to think about those things. That helps me drastically because it's easy, like, I don't know, it's it's gonna sound strange, but if I don't have that stuff prepared, if I don't have my workout planned and my clothes I'm gonna wear, it's easier to stay in bed and have an excuse to not do it. Right. If the stuff's laid out, you've already got it planned, I think you're more likely to get up and do it. What do you think about that? I love that. Yeah. That's powerful. Is it yeah. anything that you do? Well, and another thing is, is uh, um, what's his name from Facebook? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Wow. You know, he's famous for having an entire closet of all the same outfit because it's one less decision he has to make during the day because he says that there's a finite amount of decisions that your, your body can handle making. And so he just tries to eliminate all of the nonsensical decisions. I love that. Um, I used to go as far as, well, I used to, it was when I, when I dressed up every day, it seemed a lot, a lot more relevant, but I even did it today. So I've got, I've got Jordans on and normal socks and jeans and a t-shirt. This was laid out last night. So even by my, in our mudroom, I had my socks. Here's my shoes I'm going to wear. My stuff is laid out. And it, I just think it, I think it helps. I think we have to dress the coat. I mean, you talking about focus earlier, and I'm focused on the on the jacket. Could, okay. Could you tell tell us? Would about you the like to hear the story about the coat? <clears throat> I would like to hear the story. So about when the I coat walked quickly. in this morning, I, I'm not sure if you got to hear this or not, but I said, "Hey, good morning, Bruce," and he said something to the effect of, "Hey, look at you, right out of 1960s Greece." Wow. <laughs> The musical. Nice. Because <laughs> he loves musicals. Okay. <laughs> That's the worst thing about being best friends is you yeah. know exactly the musicals buttons Musicals and Taylor Swift. Wow. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that doesn't. I wasn't happy about <laughs> I mean, that. I'm, I'm just confused. It's, it's got Texas. It's got a star. It's red and yellow. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. What's going on? Last Monday night, the Chiefs were playing the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And I'm watching the pregame because I'm a big Chiefs fan, mm-hmm. as you know. And they show the players arriving at the stadium, and they've got their, you know, some are in suits, and you know, they're all fancied up and stuff. Travis Kelsey walks in. He's got this coat, a t-shirt, and jeans. And I thought, that's the coolest coat I've ever seen. Because I happen to know a little of the history of the Chiefs as he was kind of sporting that night is the Chiefs back in 1960 were actually called the Dallas Texans. They were in Dallas. And then they, in 1961, I believe, moved to Kansas City and became the Chiefs. So I immediately jump online and I start doing a deep dive of where can I find this coat? Where does this coat? Who makes this coat? How do I do this? And I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I? So I'm fr- I got my laptop and I'm frantically trying to find this coat. I find it. <laughs> and I thought, oh boy. That sucker's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not a lot of them available. So I thought, oh, I can't. I No. It know. wasn't at Walmart. It was not. Okay. So I'm not going to get the coat. That's pretty cool. But then they know I'm looking at the coat. Boom. 15% off. I thought, it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I'm not being manipulated by. Yeah. No, it was it's a, sign. a sign. Yeah, yeah. I right. thought, heck, my birthday is this weekend. This I is deserve a, great... a nice birthday present. You deserve a nice so birthday present. So today's your birthday, and so you got I the coat is already it. here. So the coat I saw this Monday night on the pregame. Yep. Coat arrived yesterday. Five days. So happy birthday to me. Happy nice. birthday with the coat. All right. It's and that's a great. I mean, yeah, to have Taylor that. Swift's boyfriend wear that. Yeah. You could actually be confused for him, maybe. People might actually think you're him. The next point I'd like to move on to. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Are you Travis Kelsey's grandpa? (laughs) See, he had to go there. He did. Boomer. (laughs) So the next point is choose your friends bet no i didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) so be early i'm I'm a be early guy right so not late be early and sometimes i take it to some extremes A couple weeks ago. So we start doing this around 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right? That's you know, peek behind the curtain. We tape around 11 o'clock. So I'm pulling into the stu- where the studio is. I'm getting ready to turn onto the street. My phone buzzes. I get a text. And at this point, it's, you know, 1040. Bruce sarcastically says, it's 1040. You're late. Where are you? Oh, yeah. Because he gives me some guff about how I'm always early. I said, well, I'm just pulling into the parking lot of the studio. (laughs) So there. So there. (laughs) Now, today, I leave my house early because I'm ready to And I'm going to get here early and stuff. But I thought, well, I don't want to be super early. So it's my birthday. I run through Starbucks because they give me the free drink. Yep. I order a venti because it's free. So I'm going to get the big one, right? I pull up to the window. They give me a grande. So I said, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I ordered a venti. And I did because it's I'm for free. sure when it's free, I'm getting the big one. Yep. Yeah. She goes, are you sure? I said, ma'am, it's my birthday. Yep. It's free. Yep. I'm getting the big one. Yep. So she says, well, you may as well take this one too. Oh, nice. I, t- I took the pity coffee. Yeah. I got one sitting in my car still. Pity <laughs> I, I was going to bring it in. I thought, I wonder if one of those guys would. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'll need one to drive home. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Right. So <laughs> anyway, I get done there That's and I, I'm pulling out of Starbucks and I look at the clock and I thought, oh, I'm only 10 minutes away from the studio. I pulled off, sat in a parking lot. <laughs> And played on my phone until I thought, I'll just be five minutes early. There you go. So that's how obsessed I am, though, with being early. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, I, I I even schedule out my kind of work days now. Now, I work at home. 
usually by myself. It's a change, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But I still make sure that I tell myself, hey, you're starting work at nine. So I, you know, I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to be done at this time. I have my shower and breakfast. Now I'm not running around the house and I'm going to be 30 seconds late and I'm obsessed. It, but it's not like that. But I want to I want to make sure, hey, I'm starting my day at my work day at nine o'clock. So I'm going to back everything up. So I'm on time. So I just think it's important. It saves you from rushing around the airport. It, there's so much that can come from being on time. And I believe people of excellence are on time. To me, it's almost kind of part of your word. If I tell you, hey, I'm going to be somewhere at 10 o'clock, if I'm not there until 10, 10, now things come up and I had traffic or flat tire thing, right? We're not being crazy mm -hmm. obsessed about it. But just because I used to get so angry at people that would show up for work at, say, we have to start at eight o'clock. They show up at 8.03. Everything okay? Yeah. You know, at 8.30, something's probably happened and we can have that discussion. 8.03, you just don't give a shit. Right. What are you doing? Right. Get to work. What do you think? Is that, am I obsessive about being early? You're pretty obsessive, but all of the positives that you mentioned, uh, just in being a remote worker, um, I can tell you that having a set schedule that you keep yourself to, uh, the people that do that, that I work with are much happier than those that are just trying to get their hours in uh, on a, on a willy-nilly because they, because you make decisions the night before based on, well, I don't have to start for another two hours instead yeah. of that. And so, and then they're suffering the, the whole entire next day. Um, it just kind of snowballs. Yeah. So I 100% agree that you be early and have your schedule. To me, it's an example of it's it's one of the promises I can keep to myself. And I'm going to talk about those here in a few minutes. But promises you keep to yourself are super important. And being on time is that. Care about your appearance. I think that's part of excellence. You don't have to be dressed up every day. I mean, I. I used to dress up five days a week and now I, I really don't. This is kind of how I dress, but you can look decent or you don't have to pull your shirt out of off the floor, or out of the hamper. I mean, your stuff can be nice. You can yeah. be in jeans and be, you know, try to take a shower, comb your hair, mm -hmm. right? If you, if you wear a beard, you know, keep it. I, I think personal appearance important is important. And if you're dressed up, you know, shine your shoes, make sure your shirt's crisp, your belt's lined up. Um, you know about you know your belt lining up when you dress I do up. now. So you know what I'm talking about with that. I assume it goes in the center. So, yeah, yeah, right. so when I got, let me tell you, I come so talk about being a boomer age person, which yeah. we're not, but just to to poke fun at that. I when I started in the car business, it was a different world, and it was very kind of buttoned up and military like, and I that was like, oh, I kind of like this. I. One time, my belt was kind of my buckle. I mean, not a buckle, but it's a dress belt. So like the, you know, the metal part, it was off center a few inches. I was kind of slovenly. It was, I was, you know, wasn't really into personal excellence at that point. I got sent home. Dude looks at me and he says, shoes aren't shine, belt's out of whack. Go home and get yourself together. And I thought, what is this? What is this dude about? Right. But that, that's attractive to me. And I thought, okay, I like that. There's expectations, there's standards, and I'm falling below them. So let's try to meet them and see how that works. So I, I think personal appearance is, is part of personal excellence. Another thing I do is I clean up at night. So I'm not talking about me, yeah. um, but like the house. I don't go to bed with dishes in the sink. That might seem crazy. Now, okay, there's, it's not crazy. there's a glass in the sink. I'm not crazy about that stuff. Not super obsessive about it, but stuff's going in the dishwasher. I'm wiping off the counter. I'm, you know, if the garbage is full, it's going out. I try to clean up at night. It's part of the, we talked about parentheses. So I believe you start your day with the opening parentheses. You end your day with the closed parentheses. What's in the middle is your day. So before you put that closed parentheses on your day, your place should be tight. I think it's important. I also think that when you wake up that next morning, you come downstairs or out of your room or wherever you're going and your house is clean, it smells good. You don't have a bunch of dirty dishes you got to tend to. It starts your day, propels you forward. So anything that can propel you forward in the morning to have a better day leads itself to personal excellence and the chance of success going up. Yes? No? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yep. Clean it up in the day. You live that? I, 
I think I taught you two. You had to rinse your damn plates when you'd put them in the, in the sink. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it's <laughs> been a pet peeve of mine. I would People have this, have, make nachos in the microwave and then leave the cheese on the plate or whatever, or salsa. And all of a sudden, here I am having to do the dishes and this stuff is now dried on there. You remember, Bruce is I, laughing. Yeah. I think Bruce is having a flashback. I completely forgot, but like, I do remember take hot the nachos. Water, rinse it off before you put it in the sink. The yeah. plate, you can put it, you don't have to wash it. But it should look like it's mostly washed. It should not be have stuff to crust on and dry on since I'm going to be your parent and do your dishes later on today. Because Make it as simple for me as you could, please. As we've addressed, <laughs> 25 years ago, you were 18 years older than us. <laughs> right, right. Today, <laughs> somehow, you're three years three older years than older us. Than you, yes. Some sort of space so time continuum yeah. mishap. <laughs> when you guys know. were 21 and I was the dad somehow. Yes, you were 37. Why is all your dirty clothes laying in the bathroom? You guys, I get mad about that too. The main floor bathroom that guests have to use and there'll be dirty clothes. I'm like, pick up your stuff. Get it out of here. We got people coming over. We were your not. friends. <laughs> we were not. I don't have friends. So since before your friends get here, I don't want them to think that Mike's house is a dump. <laughs> rinse off your plates and pick up your damn dirty clothes and get them upstairs it's literally the nicest house i've ever lived in okay dad <laughs> i remember yeah. combining those a couple times and telling bruce to pull his dirty dishes out of the guest bathroom <laughs> I thought, what is this guy doing why is his underwear on the counter and there's a cereal bowl in the tub what is this guy doing in here <laughs> <laughs> we weren't living out personal excellence yeah, at that stage of our lives. No, you were not. No, I was. I actually you was giving were, you a little push. I'm not going to say I was perfect, but I was definitely pushing you in. None the of basics. us are striving right. for that word. I was. I was, I was definitely giving you some basics of uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a human. Yes. Yes. Let's let's right. just pick up. We were animals. Pick up some of your stuff before we move on to our next little chore of the day. Let's man pick you, up some of our stuff. You had some patience, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and I actually think that our rent at some point, some of those points was to keep the house clean. Part of our rent yeah, was, was that, and he was still doing the dishes. <laughs> That's, you, you would make 20 bucks for the week and you're just happy sometimes. You're just like, yeah, I'm not able to pay the rent this week, but I did get a bag of potatoes and some ramen and I'm good if, if you can, if I could do some stuff around here. And I'm like, yeah, stop so, using the $4 bottle of A1 on your baked potatoes. <laughs> you want to eat potatoes, eat them plain. <laughs> the yes. A1 has to stop being off. They have to start being off limits. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about <laughs> A1. A1 sin, no A1 sandwiches. Oh, I got a it. loaf of bread. I got a bag of potatoes. <laughs> I got some ramen. I'm good for the week, man. Seriously, I don't care. What? <laughs> and stop using my condiments. We're not going to more A1 sandwiches or A1 baked potatoes, guys. Well, the A1 come bottle costs way. as much as a bag of potatoes. I reached out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. bottle of A1 costs as much as your sack of potatoes. <laughs> what flavor is A1, Mike? Just, I just like normal. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, they have like the bold and spicy. They like do? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they got different flavors. flavors. I was just asking what the flavor of A1 is supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Excellent. Do you know? It's A1. Top grade. Top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> the Heinz is down here. The A1 is on the top shelf. <laughs> We're going to get back on track. Okay. okay. All right. So personal excellence. Commit to reading. It's a big deal. You listen to your, you consume books through audio, My right? My fiction books. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I consume my fiction books through audio. Uh, anything. Um, and I do, I do nonfiction as well, but uh, cause my job, I, all I do all day long is read. Yeah. I'm constantly researching, constantly yeah. reading yeah. and trying to apply that. So reading is, is a life changer for me. And I, when I was a kid, I like, even in school, I wasn't a, a reader at all. I mean, the minimal that you had to do to get by in a book report and that kind of stuff. So um, later in life, way too late in life, I picked up reading and, and it's helped a ton. I always try to be reading two books at a time, which I think is important. For instance, I'm always trying to read one, I guess we'll call it nonfiction, but, but leadership, self-development, something I'm interested in. So that book right now is called Prepared. 
Uh, Mike Glover. You heard of this guy? Love him. Yeah. Don't mind. Check out Mike Glover. He has a company called uh, Fieldcraft Survival, I think is the name of his company. Great book. Um, and then I try to always be reading a, reading a fiction book as well. I think the fiction stuff helps with creativity and it just maybe fires a different part of my brain. I don't know, but I like to be reading two at, two at a time, two books. I'm on Jack Carr's latest book. You finished this? Yep. Yeah. And day it comes out on Audible. I can't help it. Yeah. Right. So I'm 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 behind. So I st- I got to catch that up. So that, so good. The Terminal List series. Jack Carr. Anything? Don't okay. know Check him about. out. Terminal List. It's a show on. Uh, is it on Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. No, so the first on. book in his series. This is a fifth book. The first one is called The Terminal List. They made an Amazon series. Chris Pratt is the star of it. Familiar with Chris I'm, Pratt? I'm okay. familiar with him. So we'll yeah. figure out some common ground. Yeah. So yeah. it's really cool. So I think that reading is. I I think it's essential. I love the fact that you read real books too. So I do some audio stuff. I used to do it in the car a lot, but it's not the same for me. I get way too distracted. Mm. And then I, I like, I like the smell of books. Mm -hmm. I like to hold the book. Uh, I like going to the bookstore. I nerd out in the bookstore. I just, I like having books. You book guy? No, no, no. When I was a kid, I read all the time and Obviously, when I was on government assignment, I read every day. And let me interrupt you for talking about. Let me interrupt you for a second. Would you elaborate for the audience about government assignment? Some might not be familiar. Well, I was on a special government assignment where I had time to every. I did everything that you're saying. So in maybe a federal facility. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like the like the military. Oh, where you had to make your bed every morning. Sure, had to. Yeah. Or they they came Were there down consequences? absolutely. So yeah, get up early every morning. Yeah, uh, make your bed. Did the structure in in all seriousness, and we're kind of making light of you had that stretch, but yeah. did the structure was it off putting to you? Did you embrace the structure? Embraced and it. I, did I, you carry any of it with you that maybe you didn't previously live out after that that season? No, I mean, as far as like a, a grudge or a no, no, did, did you, you're like, you know, I never really was a guy that enjoyed making my bed every morning, but in the, at camp, yeah. I kind of had to. And then maybe you took those, those traits with you and it helped you. Um, I actually, there was, I long for the, that sometimes mm-hmm. that was actually because of the structure. Um, obviously I don't like to be told what to do, but when you're running your day and you don't have a cell phone, you don't have any distractions. So it was literally every morning you get up at six, make your bed, had a job, go do your job and then go to the gym. I would do uh, basically CrossFit type of exercise in the morning mm-hmm. for an hour, two hours, have your lunch afternoon, read a book at late afternoon, back to the gym, weight training evening, I would play poker and then possibly go do some cardio if I was bored, but yeah, it frees your, it, it's weird how, how your brain has a time to just change. I mean, everything, everything changed best shape of my life. Probably, uh, absolutely read the most I'd read since I was a child, read a full book every day. So you were in the best wow. physical shape of your life in that season. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're attributing a lot of that to less distraction and better time management absolutely when you have when you don't have and obviously a lot of our tasks that we put in our on ourselves in life are self-imposed i mean when i'm too busy i'm well you put yourself in that position in most spots unless you have a job where you know the boss is a jerk and you know i gotta work 80 hours this week um a lot of our things that we do ourselves are self-imposed on me entirely i mean when i'm when i'm can't get everything done in the day is because I assigned myself too much stuff to do during the day. And I've took on too many tasks, didn't ask for help. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, it, it honestly, there's days, especially right afterwards, there'd be days all the time. Like, that was easier. Life was better. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. It goes through your head. It's just like, and look, if you got, you know, three, 400 bucks, you're a month. <laughs> you got a great life going on. See, again, and we <laughs> talked about this yeah. fairly recently in one of the shows is we tend to romanticize past seasons. Right. I'm sure a lot about that season sucked. Right. Oh, for sure. But there's some stuff you're like, no, oh, it was simpler then. And yep. I was better. Yeah. Yep. 
And and it's like uh, I know like we're talking about the comments like somebody's have made the the thing of well you know oh well how are you going to be happy when you don't make any money whatever I was making eleven dollars a month I was happy to go to work every morning and I did a great job mm -hmm. if my job was keeping an area clean if that area was dirty I went back in the afternoon not mm. because I had to excellent because it was dirty. Mm -hmm. And people, oh yeah, well, yeah, if you got a crappy job and you how are you how are you supposed to be happy there? I'm telling you, I was happy. I was smiling, I was happy, I was singing, I was yeah, I was happy. And not making any money and working hard, working harder than Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's contagious too. That's why it's cool to be around you. It you it just you exude that and I appreciate it. So yeah, these two dudes, Jack Carr, Mike Glover. These are guys. Give a follow. Yeah. They're pretty cool. And then I will uh, at least pin a comment in the YouTube. We're um, gonna get there. Yeah, and we'll we'll have some links to some stuff. And because I think a lot of the resources that that have impacted me, I one of my goals is I want to share that with the audience. I want to tell everybody that'll listen. Hey, these have impacted me. These have helped. They might help you, or they might not. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to throw stuff out every episode that that's helped me. Moving on, I think it's important to take care of your lawn and your surroundings and keep your home clean and your apartment and you know, whatever it is. You don't need money to be clean. Right. right. I mean, it just I my first house, you guys remember my first house. Mm -hmm. And I was so proud. It was a tiny house. It wasn't in a great neighborhood, but man, I was proud of this house. And it was all, we, you did landscaping there. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, we got to get some landscaping yeah. here. And, and I just had such pride in that house. And, you know, you see garbage out there, go out and pick it up. And, um, I just think that's important. You're, it's a representative of who you are. My desk is another thing. So when I had a, a big office, it was always, before I went home, it was always organized, clean. And what I found is even my my home office now, when I'm done kind of working for the day, it's put together, it's neat, it's organized. I just think that a cluttered office, you're, you're not going to be efficient. So do you, your workspace, when I've always seen it's pretty, Here. I mean, it's pretty uh, I amazing. have an office inside. I, so uh, since you're asking, I have two places here in my house that are workspaces for me that uh, because of uh, time, they, they have become, they've be become cluttered and it drives me insane, but I'm working on prioritizing okay. and, and making it. Cause uh, I would, I would probably, if left to my own devices, I would just stop doing the things that I do just so that I could get those places clean. Um, but uh, I'm just, uh, there's going to be a day when I'm going to be yeah. able to do that. And during the work day, they should be a mess, right? It's kind of yes. like in the restaurant industry. Cause I, I, I remember I worked in restaurants when I was a kid and I loved it. And when you walk in, it was a 24 hour deal. So it was always going. But when we came into our shift, the prior shift was well supposed to, it was supposed to be all prepped and everything's full and it's clean and mopped and the grill's clean. You walk in, you're like, okay, I can work here. Now when it gets crazy, it's a mess and stuff's everywhere. But the parentheses you'll put on that shift is it's spotless and it's ready for the next day or the next shift. And I think that's, I think that's important. The other thing, and this will kind of piggyback on that a little bit is I'm a big believer in keeping my car clean. Mm -hmm. And well, how's keeping your car clean? What's that have to do with excellence? Or I, I think it has a lot to do with it. How you do anything is how you do everything inside and out. Now where we live, it's going to be getting a little bit nasty. It's hard to keep your car. I'm not talking about it's got to be spotless outside all the time, but I the inside is, is even a, a bigger indicator when I was hiring people and they'd come in for interviews and stuff, there were many times that I would either send somebody out to look in that applicant's car or I'd sneak out. Hey, excuse me, while you're filling that out, I'll be right back. I'd go out and look in their car and I'm, I'm looking through there. Oh, you know, here's, f you know, five weeks of McDonald's bags and cigarette butts. And you know what? <laughs> come on. Yeah. So how do you keep your car? I think I think that's a good indicator. Take care of your health through proper fueling, nutrition, training, sleep. Don't abuse alcohol, use tobacco. Go to the dentist once in a while. 
right? Go, go get your teeth clean, get a checkup, go to the doctor once in a while, have your blood work done, focus on your health. My belief is, certainly no doctor, <laughs> but you're never, never going to come close to reaching your full and true potential until you make the decision to prioritize health and fitness. I believe it with all my heart. People will hear that. So the guy that's 400 pounds is never going to be living his potential and he's not going to. That is correct. It's just true. Hurts. Hurts mm -hmm. to hear. Yeah. It's just true. You're not. It's make him a bad guy. Maybe it would just make he's not a good dad. He's a bad husband. I'm not saying any of that. But we all have a certain level of potential. Do you agree we all have a level of potential? I agree 100% with what you're saying. I I know myself, I'm a roller coaster on like, I get fanatical about fitness and I lose weight. And right now I'm on one of these, I put on weight and I just told my daughter, it's something funny that you're bringing this up. I just told my daughter on the way here today. I'm like, okay, today's the day, not tomorrow. Today's yeah. the day. Eat less, start training back to, back to getting, I need to shed 40 pounds that I put on and, and it does, it follows through with everything. So your business is better. Everything's better when you get up in the morning, you go to your first morning workout, and then you start to get fit. Like you said, you start getting these noticing, yeah. like, I feel a little better. It carries through everything. It absolutely carries into your work, your everything that you do. Physicality is important, especially as men. Uh, I try to be careful. I'm not some kind of misogynist, but we're men. I can speak to men. Huge part of our audience is men. I've been mm -hmm. kind of checking out the metrics. No. Like, wow, it's <laughs> kind of a lot of dudes. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, men, right? Yeah. Physicality is important. Um, I, I think we need to be strong. I think confidence comes from, from being your best physically. I, I just think that's where it has to start and stop. I've definitely noticed that uh, on my workout days, I'm more productive, even though my job's not physical. I'm more productive on workout days than even rest days when I would have an extra hour or two to work, uh, which seems uh, the opposite. Yeah, right. I should, since I would have more time, I should be able to produce. But for some reason, because you're just kind of riding that wave. Yeah, it's important. I, I If somebody were to say to me, give, just give me one thing. I don't have time for, I don't, I'm not making my bed and I don't like books and I don't want to, oh, man, my car's dirty. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you the one thing. Try to improve your physicality from where it is today. You're going to lose 80 pounds and that's pretty daunting. That, no, you don't need to lose 80 pounds. Try to make your next food decision better than typical. No. Try to increase your protein, drink a lot of water, quit smoking, go for a walk, Let's not get drunk this week and see how you feel in seven days. Just start there. I th People's lives would get changed in a week. Your life can change in a week yep. drastically. Agreed. In a couple days, really. You're not going to look in the mirror and all of a sudden, hey, I'm a model now. Mm -hmm. But your life can change in 48 hours from different nutrition decisions. I think it's huge. So last thing, and I'll, I'm going back to this. I mentioned it a few minutes ago regarding excellence is we have to build confidence. We build confidence when we can keep promises. So if I make you a promise and I keep it, I feel more confident about myself. But even more importantly, when I make me a promise and keep it, my confidence level goes up. So what's an example? Setting an alarm is a promise to yourself. So when you go to that alarm, you're setting, I actually am one of the people that still has a digital alarm clock that plugs in that's on my <laughs> nightstand. Hmm. And my phone's there. Okay. I don't set any of them. And I, I really got to let that alarm clock thing go. Because it's weird. But I got to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I do, if I, I do sometimes, say I had to get up at three o'clock for a flight or something, I set the alarm on the alarm clock, not my phone. Okay. So, but that's a promise, isn't it? I'm agreeing I'm getting up at six o'clock. So if that goes off at six o'clock and you're hitting that snooze button three times, you're breaking promises to yourself every time you hit the snooze button. Broken promise. I'm going to go halfway sleep for 10 minutes. Broken promise. So you hit the snooze button three times. You're getting up 20 or 30 minutes later than you promised yourself. You're starting your day. You're opening parentheses as I'm breaking three promises to myself. 
I can't, I, I can't live that way. Thoughts? <laughs> well, what have you planned on three snoozes? I don't, I don't snooze. I, I do not use a snooze alarm myself. If you're, okay. My you're, wife likes to snooze. If by. you're planning <laughs> so she, three snoozes. Yes. Set the alarm for 25 minutes later and don't snooze. Right. What I, are you? I agree what are that. we talking about? No, I Can agree you with call that. her? <laughs> Can we get that technology set up? Yeah. <laughs> that thing in the middle, like in conference rooms, do they still use those? <laughs> yes, they do. They do. But Mike's we have cell phones. Nancy, right out front. <laughs> She's right out front. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are other examples of promises to yourself? So what about, well, diets? I hate that word. So nutrition plan. Um, here's what, that's why meal planning is kind of a big deal. Not everybody, I'm not great at it, but I'm starting to experiment with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with like breakfast to start out. So the other day I make this huge thing of eggs and I have some protein in there and stuff. And so I've got like four breakfasts worth of food already made. So you know what I've promised myself? For four days, that's my breakfast. No. So if there's a donut, I'm not grabbing the donut because I've promised myself I'm making this. Now, if that wasn't pre-made, I'm having the donut. Right. So it helps me make the, I'm keeping a promise to myself. So nutrition stuff. And people do it again at New Year's is coming here before too long. So people are going to make promises to themselves. They call them resolutions. Their confidence level will reach a year's all-time low sometime around the 15th of January. It'll be the lowest their confidence is all year. Why? Because they've lied to themselves. They failed to keep promises to themselves three or four times by the 15th of January. Oh, screw it. I already lie to myself. Why not go further off the deep end? Right. When confidence is at an all-time low, excellence is the last thing on your mind. We have to raise our confidence levels in a great way to do that. Yes, through physicality, but keeping promises to ourselves and other people. So none of the things that we've talked about take much money to make happen. As I was trying to put this list together, I didn't want it to be things that are like, well, that's easy for you to say. Yeah. I hate that response. Right. <laughs> right? Easy for that guy to say. Yeah. He meal planned eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I'm a freaking rich guy. Yeah. I cooked 10 eggs. Yeah. <laughs> a few months ago, that was a big deal, but. Because eggs were so expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Oh, look at you and your eggs. That's right. Big shot of eggs. Ford egg boomer. <laughs> Walking around like your cock of the walk. <laughs> oh, buying 36 Dude. eggs at a time, huh? <laughs> I can't. I gotta get it together. <laughs> that cock of the walk thing, man, that gets me. <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> so it's good. Um, so do, these things don't take a bunch of money, right? Cleaning no. up your car doesn't take a bunch of money. Throwing some bags away doesn't take a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Picking up some garbage out of your lawn. Don't have to be a rich guy to make that happen. Right. You don't have to have an acreage to take care of your property. You don't have to live in a mansion to, to keep it clean. We will, though, soon. We're going to discuss some financial aspects of excellence. Today is not the day for that. Um, stewarding your money the right way is important, and I have a lot of thoughts on that, but that's not, that's not what we're going to do today. But we are going to, at some point, unpack the five things there we go. that are keeping us, as a society, poor, fat, and ineffective. Curious about what those are, Mike? There's five things. Five things. Let's say gambling. Okay. That may or may not Gambling be on the list. <laughs> Seems like something that tobacco, booze. Yeah. Seems like, kind of common sense, doesn't it? Yeah, we can rattle yeah, a few yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because it is common sense. No. If you want an optimized life and you want to be set apart from the masses, you have to focus on excellence. That path is never crowded. Our mission, this show's mission, is to change that path one person one choice at a time do you guys have specific thoughts about the things that we went over that i might not have covered something i might have omitted something you do daily that you're like hey people if they emulated me in this would have a more optimized life i think the main thing is 
a lot of people set goals and they don't follow through. They don't do anything to achieve those goals. And we kind of talked about that before. People will look at you and say, okay, I'll hear this dude. You know, he made millions of dollars. He did this. He did that. And it's always the same thing I go back to. They want what you have, but they don't want to do what you did to get to it. They don't want to have 80-hour weeks. They want to get off at 5 o'clock and they want to go home and watch TV and have a 12-pack of beer. And that's fine. As long as you're content with that, the life you're living, you have to be content with that. If you say, well, I want to have, I want to be a millionaire or I want to start a business or what are you doing to do that? And that's what you have to do is every day you have to be working towards that goal. And that's something that no matter what stage of life I'm in, I always have ideas and I, too many, I have to funnel them down to what is, what is a shining, shiny idea in this, in this group. Yeah. And then you have to focus on, you have to work at it. And if you don't, nothing's ever going to change. You're never going to get anywhere. So be, you can't be afraid to take risk. You have to make your decision. And, and at some point you have to put it out there, right? Like, I mean, Bruce is doing this podcast. He puts forth time, effort, <clears throat> you, you should decided to do this and you guys got together Then you're putting in time, energy, money. And it doesn't have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be money even to start a podcast. You didn't have to have all the best equipment. You could have started on your computer, but when you have an idea, you have to, you have to get to work. And that's what I've always done. I roll the dice. I risk the time. I risk my time. I risk my money. Then I go out and do what I want to do. It's a good word. And you do, you walk that out. Mm -hmm. The other thing it's important to, for me to make clear is I'm not trying to alienate anybody that's listening to this or watching this that isn't on that path. Well, this is only a show for you know this these people that go to bed at eight o'clock at night, and this guy's up at four thirty, and he works out, and he, this is, is only for it, it's not. It's for people that have a desire to go to whatever there is in their life from their current here. So yep. people that want to go from here to there, whatever that looks like for them, that want to tra- change their trajectory the trajectory of their lives, I'm going to do that again. Right. For those who have a desire to change the trajectory of their lives, this is the show for them. They're going to benefit from this because these are common sense, not difficult concepts to understand and implement. But you have to have a willingness to do it. Right. And the goal doesn't have to be, oh, I want to be a millionaire. That's like everybody, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Your goal can be, I want to be a good husband and father. And what am I going to do to get there? Well... You shouldn't come home at five o'clock and drink a 12 pack of beer. That's right. You're not going to be a good husband or father if that's what you do. So if you aspire, it does. It actually makes you money, right? If you cut that 12 pack out, it actually makes you money. You're a better husband, a better father. You do not take that time you spent drinking into your family and you're making money at it. You cut this money out of the budget. Agreed. It's good. You can be a success in life without being a millionaire. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Everybody, that's first thing people say, but it's a lot easier to set the goals that are smaller. I want to have a, I want to have a clean, good lawn. Yeah. That can be a goal. I want my landscaping to look nice. Yep. And I'm going to work at it. I'm going to, I'm going to clean the sink out before I go to bed tonight. All right, rich guy. <laughs> Just takes a little dawn. Yep. <laughs> Figure it out. Five minutes and some dawn. Yep. Change your life. Yeah. Maybe we should change the title of the show. Five minutes and some dawn. Five minutes and some dawn. No, we're going to roll with Ultimate Rebellion. Ultimate Rebellion? Yeah. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. You got anything before I move on to the... I don't. This is fantastic. Man, I, I hope that people hear something, jotted something down. One thing. I would love... Maybe we could do a hashtag that says one thing. There you go. They can put a comment in put one thing that you've made a decision, a promise to yourself that you're going to keep this week. One little thing. Clean dishes. Hashtag one thing, clean sink. Okay, good on you. Yep. That's how we're going to change change some trajectories and some lives. Optimization is what we're trying to get done here. So remember, if the show is providing you a fair exchange of time for value to share it. Sharing, again, hit the button. Send it to somebody in your contacts. Find a person. Make a promise to yourself. 
that you're going to send it to one person that might benefit from it. So share it, review it, like it, subscribe to it. Remember, Mike, I self-fund this operation. <laughs> I don't ever know if this is actually directed directly at me. If, if, I haven't seen I, a check slide I, across I, well, the table yet. So well, I would like, like to say that hey, I have man. actually been trying to figure out what $100 of penny money in 1993 is valued at today. And I'm afraid that the penny money, I mean, I... It was a $20 bill, by the way. It was a hundred. You've never given me a hundred dollars of pity money. I didn't touch a hundred dollar bill until I was 30. <laughs> My recollection, which has to be correct, was I threw you a hundred dollars of pity money. You asked for 20. I'm and I get, said, here's a hundred. I'm going to get back to my script and I'm going to pick up at the line that I know you want to hear again. All right. I self-fund this operation. <laughs> well, I'm plenty happy to, I mean, to With the goal being impacting <laughs> lives and helping as many as people as possible become the optimized versions of themselves. The show's growth is in your hands, audience. Please take your responsibility seriously. That's all we got.